print on demand's really changed everything over the last few years for the t-shirt kind of apparel business because you can start up with nothing with you know with zero dollars print on demand enables you to start up without having to buy inventory and invest in t-shirts and all the different sizes and so there's really not much startup cost other than starting up maybe a shopify account something like that you can get started for next to nothing Welcome to another exciting episode of the Upflip Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Freeman, and today I'm talking to Carrie Egler, founder of Shirt School, an online community that teaches entrepreneurs how to start and grow a successful online t-shirt business. Carrie started off as a t-shirt seller himself. He was so successful, his friends started asking for his secret, and this led him to opening Shirt School in 2019. He's sharing his advice today on how to start a successful online apparel store, from choosing the right niche and designs to marketing them so they're seen by the right customers. Ready to hear his insights? Let's go talk to Carrie. Carrie, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Thanks for having me, Alex. So to get things started, can you share a bit about your background and what makes you an expert in starting a t-shirt business? Yeah. So I started back in 2017. So I had a, I was at the same job for like six years, which felt like a long time at that time, but I thought I was going to be there forever. It kind of was moving up through the ranks and I was let go in the summer of 2017, kind of had the option of either kind of going back to a new job, finding a new job. I was in the cell phone industry or I could start an online business. And I had a mentor, you know, kind of uh, in the online business world and encouraged me to start a t-shirt business. He had me bring him a bunch of ideas. And one of those was a t-shirt business. He was like, you should do that. And so I started up a t-shirt business and online, you know, using Shopify and, and, and just a few t-shirt designs and was able to grow it throughout the years and sell tens of thousands of t-shirts. And that led me to start shirt school. And so that's why I'm here today. Why t-shirts rather than something maybe broader in the e-commerce industry? What are, what are some of the advantages of focusing on that tight niche as a business? Yeah. You know, at the time there was literally no strategy involved. It was like, should I do t-shirts? And my mentor was kind of like, yeah, do that. And I, there wasn't much thought that went into it. It was just kind of this take imperfect action strategy, which has become kind of one of my mottos and, and, and something I kind of try to live by. But what I found out throughout the years is that I, I did something right there. I did focus on a tighter niche. And I, I was, I started in the Oklahoma niche and I, uh, lo- I live in Oklahoma and I love our state and, 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 you know, it's a great state. And so I focused around that niche. And I think there's a lot of power in that. Your marketing can perform so much better. You can speak directly to your customers when you know exactly who they are and what their interests are, as opposed to being more broad. And so I brought that into shirt school. And uh, I love telling people the power of having a niche down store. And talk to us about startup expenses. Is this the kind of business that someone can get started with with no money? Or is there some initial investment that they should be be saving up for? Absolutely. That's one of the things I love about not just t-shirts, but this thing called print on demand. Print on demand's really changed everything over the last few years for the t-shirt kind of apparel business because you can start up with nothing with, you know, with zero dollars. Print on demand enables you to start up without having to buy inventory and invest in t-shirts and all the different sizes and all that stuff you don't have to do anymore. You can use print on demand and you can sell uh, you can pay order by order for the sales that you make. You know, only pay for the inventory that you sell. And so there's really not much startup cost other than starting up maybe a Shopify account, something like that. You can get started for next to nothing. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see t-shirt sellers that you work with make that prevents them from growing as quickly as they could? Yeah. One of the things I would say is I really think the more I work with people over the years, I think people just quit too soon. Yeah. I think they stay crippled, not taking action because of the fear of failure or you know the fear of what people will think. And I also think the internet you know, has brought on droves of content. And we've created this idea because of all this content that we 
don't have to do a lot of work and we can just make millions of dollars immediately. And so I think people are expecting this kind of instant gratification, like they can just pop up a Facebook ad and it will work from day one. And although there are so many strategies that can help you achieve quick success, especially in t-shirts and print on demand, I think a lot of people just give up right before they are about to start seeing some of that success or before they've put out enough you know, into the world to really see if it can be successful or start to make some sales. It strikes me that some people might be thinking about the the t-shirt business as a particularly creative pursuit, but does does it need to be? Do you have to have design skills to get started in the t-shirt business and and what can an owner who's maybe not artistic do to develop the designs for their apparel? Yeah, so I don't I don't think you need to be particularly creative to do this. I, I don't think you need to know Photoshop or have like a graphic design degree. And one of the one of the reasons there's I'll, there's two re- big reasons I'll give you. One of the reasons is there's been such amazing software that is available to us today to make designing t-shirts so much easier. Things like placeit.net or Canva have made this this idea of graphic design so much easier and you can create really high quality designs without having you know tons of in-depth knowledge on something like Procreate or Photoshop. And so I think that's that's really cool. And the other thing is what we found in you know my own businesses and then you working with my students is that simple designs oftentimes convert the best. So text-based designs, one color designs, you know, you don't have to have complex artwork or complex designs to actually make big sales and big results. And sometimes the best t-shirts connect with people the best when they are very simple. What are the important skill sets for a successful t-shirt seller? Like, is there, is there a particular set of skills that all of the successful ones have in common? And, and what are those important skills or experiences that are helpful to success in the industry? Yeah, I think there's kind of a, a little bit of a misconception because I think a lot of people think when they get into online business that you you have to be like techie and you it's so hard to build a website. It's so hard to find product or all those kind of things. And I think most of that stuff, and we just talked a little bit about design. I think the same thing with design. I think design, uh, designing t- your t-shirts, building out your store, you know, those kind of things can be learned. And these softwares have made those things very simple where you can do them in a day sometimes. I think the biggest skill that people need to learn is marketing. I think that's the most important thing because without being able to market your products on the internet effectively, you're not going to have any sales. And so I always tell my students, like, you can have the greatest store with amazing designs that could probably bring you oodles of money. But if you don't focus on the skill of marketing, then you won't actually bring in any sales and revenue and profits. So I think I think marketing is probably the most important skill that I would focus on learning, not so much all the things that we think we need to learn, like building a website and all those kind of things. Those can be pretty easy with a little bit of training and you can learn those very fast. Now, I, we are going to get into some marketing questions a little bit later in this conversation, but I want to kind of start from building the thing to market. So talk, can you talk us through the steps of, of setting up an online t-shirt store? Like what are those key things you need to do before you actually begin selling. Yeah, it's really cool. I love talking about this. We we actually do a five-day uh, challenge where I train each day and I go through, like I take people through this, you know, this kind of five-day framework of how, what are the steps you need to do in the very beginning to start from scratch, even if you've never built a t-shirt business or an online apparel business. The first thing is your niche, your name, and your logo or niche. I go back and forth between niche and niche. I can't decide which which word is, is right, but your niche, your name, and logo. So we start, everything starts from there to 
talking about, you know, what is the interest you want to focus in, the niche, and what is the customer, who is the customer you want to serve? What is the name of your business and what is your logo? Those are kind of the first things. The next thing is coming up with just a few designs to actually put in your online store. A lot of people think you need a ton of designs. They see these stores with hundreds of designs. You don't need a lot of designs. I started with like three designs on my first store. And so you can start with four or five designs. You can oftentimes multi-purpose those on different products uh, to kind of fill out your store. Second step, come up with a few designs. The third step is you got to build out uh, your online stores. You have to maybe start with Shopify or another platform, and you need to connect that to a print-on-demand provider so that you can actually have products to sell and you can get those fulfilled when you do make a sale. So those are kind of the first three steps. And then from there, it just turns into, again, like we just kind of mentioned, how are you going to market it? How are you actually going to bring in sales, whether that be through advertising or social media or influencer marketing? So many different ways you can do that. But those are kind of the first steps to get prepared and ready to start selling. Quick reminder for our listeners, if you're interested in buying an existing business and don't want to start one from scratch, you can check out the Upflip business listings to see what e-commerce businesses are available today. Carrie, there's there's a lot of platforms out there for selling apparel. Which do you recommend for a first-time t-shirt seller and why? Yeah, so I'm a big Shopify fan. This is I started on Shopify and it's it's been what I've used throughout the years and you know, I've tried out a different other ones. I've reviewed a few on my YouTube channel and different things, but I've always come back to Shopify and I I really think all around it's the best platform for starting any kind of e-commerce business. It's so easy, but also you can, I shouldn't say easy, it's simple, but there's so much you can do with it, right? It can support the $500 a month brand, but also support the the million dollar, you know, brand. It can support big to small. And so I think it's the best platform. I also love Etsy as of more recently. We've had so many students that have had success on Etsy. And I think Etsy is a great place to, to be selling, especially in apparel and custom apparel and for smaller businesses. So I like Shopify and Etsy a lot. Now, is it better to stick with a single platform or have multiple storefronts? And can you talk about advantages and risks of each approach? Yeah. So my approach, uh, I kind of want two fronts. Like a lot of people want to start multiple stores. And that's one thing I think maybe is a little different from what you're asking, but I always recommend to start with one to not divide your focus between, you know, a bunch of different stores or a bunch of different businesses. I think when you put a hundred percent of your input in one place, you'll get a much better output from that thing. And so that was kind of the first thing I'll say there. But, but secondly, is it better to stay with a single platform or multiple? I think if you start with something like Shopify, Shopify can be the home base base for so many other platforms like Etsy for as an example when you build out your Shopify store and that's your home base you can then just connect your Shopify store up to Etsy and maybe some of these other platforms to uh, sell in different places but you always have Shopify as kind of your main you know platform because that's where you own everything right you own the URL and you own the email list and all that kind of stuff so i like to start with something like Shopify but i think it's a good idea to you know add your products to additional you know platforms and marketplaces Are there particular types of t-shirt designs that are selling the best right now? And are there perhaps sub-niches within the t-shirt market that are already oversaturated or just don't sell as well for other reasons? Yeah, I do think over time that niches do become somewhat saturated and it's really these big, huge niches, right? Like if you're going to go into like the dog niche, it's like there's a million dog brands. It's just going to be harder to compete in that niche. Another one we see a lot are just like Christian apparel stores. And I think those are amazing. Like the heart behind them with our students that want to create these Christian apparel stores. It's it's awesome. I love all of that. But there's so many Christian t-shirt stores that are just 
all kind of the same designs and same same thoughts. So one of the things I teach my students that I really believe in is going really deep within your niche. And I'll give you just a super quick example. You know, we mentioned dog t-shirts that are super saturated, but what if you created a niche store around just dads that own German shepherds or that have you know German shepherds as their dogs? That instantly becomes so much more unique and stands out because you can make uh, interesting and funny designs around you know just dads or males that own these German shepherds and things that they might think of and say around that and yeah, how much they love their German shepherds. So like that's how I kind of approach going into a deep niche and finding designs that maybe aren't as saturated or being able to stand out uh, is just really going deep, finding some of those micro niches and even combining niches together on some on some t-shirts and designs is another great way to stand out, you know, in a sea of similar designs or in a really big niche like that. Now, when someone gets their first store launched, what can they be doing to attract those first customers to a new store? I think what's working right now, you know, if you want to know kind of what's working today, it's really short form video content that's taken over social media with things like TikTok and Instagram Reels and even, you know, YouTube Shorts and all that kind of stuff. And it's interesting because I think we 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 think of this short form content not necessarily related to e-commerce, but what we how we have been using short form video content is we are putting out content that can attract views. So we're re- reposting other accounts content where maybe they've been getting views on it or we're creating our own short form content that's getting that is able to kind of have a little bit more virality inside of our niche. But then what we're doing is the people that engage with that content. So when we're getting the likes, the comments on that on the on that content, we're actually reaching out and we're we're direct messaging them and we're commenting and we're following and we're building relationships with people. And I think this is the best way to bring in your first sales because it doesn't cost any money. And because of the viral nature of short form video right now, there's such a great opportunity to attract customers inside your niche, reach out to them and create a, re- a relationship with them offer your products and you can start bringing in sales very quickly and for $0. How different is that strategy from the marketing or advertising strategies that you deployed when you were first growing your business? It's very different. <laughs> uh, when I first started, I think, you know, this was 2017, like the fall of 2017. And we were kind of on the back end or maybe, you know, still was still kind of relevant that you could just, you could just put up t-shirts on maybe Teespring and then just run some Facebook ads and boom, there was like this, this, this profit. And I don't, you know, I never did that, but I remember hearing about it and still people talk about it today of like this boom of like, I don't know, it was a short period of time where you could just throw up t-shirts and run Facebook ads and, you know, have all the success. But at the time, Facebook and Instagram ads were so much different. And that was kind of the way to start and you could get sales on day one. And so today I think the strategy is much different. And what I just described to you is one, kind of one example of that. Now, how important is having an overall brand for an online t-shirt seller and, and what goes into building that, that brand and reputation and, and how can new owners do it the right way? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm not like a huge branding expert. I don't want to claim to really be like a, a huge like branding expert, but I do have some great tips when you're getting started to create a brand that looks professional and can garner trust and doesn't look spammy. There's a few things I teach that that I think are helpful to people because and the reason I, I mentioned this is because or mentioned these tips is because I see a lot of stores where you know you can tell pretty easily the difference between a kind of low quality, cheap spammy looking store and a really professional, nicely branded store. And so if you use just these couple tips, it can really make a big difference. 
Tip number one, I recommend that you just pick two colors maximum for your whole entire brand. I see a lot of stores that they just pick a ton of colors that don't really complement each other. So just pick two colors and stick with those. Same thing with fonts. Pick one to two fonts and make sure they're not too like weird. See a lot of stores where it's like, I'm going to use this cursive font and you can't hardly read it and those kind of things. Just pick basic fonts and make your whole store around those fonts. Get a pretty basic logo. Don't try to go too crazy with your logo. Just get something that looks nice and clean and professional. That should only cost you maybe you can use something like Fiverr or some other tools to get a really basic logo. And this is probably the biggest one that I, that I have used a billion times. It feels like model your favorite store, find a brand. Even if it's like one that I always look at when I do trainings is just like Ford motor company. You can go there and see how their branding and the colors and the uh, fonts, and then the layout of their website, how it flows and how it works. And you can do this with any website, even your favorite clothing brand. Look at their layout. Like what are they promoting first? And what do they have second? Do they have a banner? And just model your store around their layout of a, of a successful brand. And if you use those kind of four basic tips, you'll have a much more professional store and you'll probably be able to get it created a lot quicker than just doing it from scratch. What's the most challenging part of starting a t-shirt business? And what did you struggle with most when you were first getting started? Again, I'm going to go back to marketing. I think I think it's marketing. I don't think marketing is like the easiest skill. I think it's actually pretty difficult to be a really, really good marketer. The good news is you don't have to be a pro-level marketer to really start making sales and bringing in profits, especially with the t-shirt business. But marketing is a skill that has to be worked on and, and really crafted. And, and people spend years just learning one part. You know, you look at things like writing sales copy um, or running ads or, or email marketing. These are all skills that take a considerable amount of time and effort. And, you know, luckily today there are, there are courses and trainings and different things you can do that really speed up the process. But as I kind of mentioned earlier, I think that building the store and coming up with designs, those things can be learned relatively quickly and you can get really good at those in a matter of days. But marketing is something that takes time that you'll continue to improve the skill of. And you'll get better at as you go and you will see your results improve as you get better at marketing. Where do you source your shirts and what advice do you have on choosing that that right piece of base apparel for a design? Yeah, this one I'll try to keep as brief as possible because it man, we could go so many directions on this because there's so much to talk about. But you know, shirts, as far as like the cotton and everything, it's they're sourced from all around the world. You know, there's some that are ma- made in America, there's some that are uh, made in different parts of the world. So those are all will also be relative to price. You know, if it's American made, it's gonna cost a little bit more than if it's it's made somewhere else. Some advice on choosing the right kind of base apparel or base t-shirt. I always go with a unisex t-shirt. I think that in my experience, men and women are usually, you know, open to a unisex t-shirt fit. Some women will prefer, you know, more of a women's fit, but I always start, I try to start with like a unisex fit unless you're targeting just women specifically. If, if it's a, a women focused brand, you might want to, you know, use a women's fit or maybe have multiple options. But I usually, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm going to start with a unisex t-shirt. My personal favorite is the Bella Canvas 3001. There's also great options from Gildan, like the Soft Style 64,000 or a little bit more premium. You can go up to like the next level 3600 or even into a lot of other brands that, that offer more premium options. But those are just a few options that I like for a unisex t-shirt. Now, as somebody sits down to to actually write out that product listing, what are those must-include components of a successful product listing and description and, and why are those the important 
components? I have a really simple framework on this. It's called the four P's of a perfect product page. I think this will help people kind of wrap their mind around it. I think the product page, in reference to your question, the product page is the most important page on your entire store. Because when you start marketing, whether you're doing organic or you're doing paid advertising, you're going to send people directly to that product page so that you get maximum conversions. So what that means, or maximum sales. And so what that means, you need that product page to be conversion optimized. You need it to be the best it can be so that people will click the add to cart button. And that's the goal of a product page is for people to click the add to cart button. So the four P's of a perfect product page, number one, price, having the right you know pricing for your product. Number two, having good product photos or in, in the case of t-shirt, having uh, good mock-ups. Generally, what I recommend is that you have a basic mock-up of just the t-shirt, a high-quality mock-up, and then you also have a mock-up of a person wearing the t-shirt so people can see what that t-shirt looks like on a person. And ideally, it's your it's your customer you're going after. It's somebody that looks like your customer. Next is product description. You know, When you're writing your product description, the biggest tip I can give you is you want to focus on benefits and not features of the t-shirt. A feature of a t-shirt would be like, ribbed collar, you know, and talking about the weight of the cotton. People don't care about those things. They care about how's it going to fit? Is it going to be soft? Is it going to feel good? They also care about how quick is it going to get to them? How cheap is the shipping? What's the return policy? Those are the things to put in your product description. Focus on benefits, not features. And the fourth element, fourth P is proof, social proof. Reviews on your product pages are maybe the most important thing out of those four things. So people can see that the product is being purchased or or there is interest in the product. That's a super important key of that product page and product description and all that. On the the review question, can you talk about what strategies you employ to encourage more positive reviews? Yeah, the simplest thing you can do is, you know, use an app like a Shopify app. There's tons of them that will actually do the work for you and will actually reach out to your customers. But what I try to do is I always make sure I'm offering something in return when I ask for a review. I always want to give a discount or give some kind of coupon or promotion or something back in return to incentivize people to actually give me a review. Because, you know, as you probably know, a lot of us know, like we only usually run to review products when we have a bad experience. So by being proactive and reaching out to your customers and asking them for reviews and then offering them incentive to come back and give you a review, that's going to you know heighten the, the amount of reviews that you get. On that, one thing we uh, haven't really talked too much about yet is, is pricing and profit margins. So what kind of profit margin should sellers be aiming for when they set their t-shirt prices? Yeah. So typically if you're buying your own t-shirts wholesale, you know, it could be anywhere in like the 80 to 90% range. I mean, you can get your t-shirts wholesale for $2, $3, have them printed, and then you can mark them up to $25, $30. So you could be 75 to, you know, 90% in some extreme cases. If you're using something like print on demand, I recommend that you get to at least 60% margins or more. You can get as high as 65, 70. It really depends on the t-shirt that you want to sell. If you want to sell something that's more affordable, you can get higher margins. If you want to sell something more premium, you know, you can still get higher margins. You just have to charge more, but I recommend getting somewhere in that 60% plus range on profit margins. So this is going to bring us to a section of our show we call our Fan Blitz questions. These questions come from our YouTube community. You can go join us at uh, youtube.com slash upflip. Join the community and post questions to future podcast guests. Carrie, we're going to try and get through about six questions in approximately a minute. Are you ready? No, but let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. If you could go back in time and tell your younger self, don't do this thing, what would it be? Don't think you have it all figured out. Oftentimes when I see success, I think like I've done it, I've accomplished it, I'm done, and I never have it all figured out. We never have it all figured out. What do you do with your profits? 
I give them to my wife. I'm just kidding. My family and I, we spend a lot of time going to the beach. Uh, we collect Pokemon cards. So it all goes to my family. If something happens to you, what happens to the business? The great thing about online business and the way my businesses are set up is that most of them run on autopilot. So if I get hurt, the businesses still bring in sales. But I think if I were to pass away, that's something totally different to think about. If you could change one thing about your business, what would it be? Exactly what we just mentioned. Be less reliant on, on me. If I'm not here, does the business still work? I want to be less reliant on me being present for that for the business to work. What's the worst part about being an entrepreneur? Being responsible for the whole ship, having all the weight on your shoulders. What's the best part of being an entrepreneur? The same answer, being responsible for the whole ship. I love having that control and you know, being able to do what I want as an entrepreneur because I'm in control. That does it for our Fan Blitz questions. Again, those come from our YouTube community. Go to youtube.com slash upflip. Join the community. Pose questions to future podcast guests. What's your top strategy for growing revenue as an online t-shirt business? Two main things. I always look at how can we increase order value, the average or you know average amount that customers are spending on your store, and how can we put more focus on repeat buyers? So repeat customers, you know, they spend three times as much as a first-time buyer, and they usually are you know up to like nine x cheaper to to market to. So if we can sell more things through upsells, so sell more at a time, and we can also get people to come back and buy again, we can grow revenue really easily. Now, earlier you were talking about short form video content and kind of its import in in getting some of those first customers to a new business. But can you talk about overall how important social media is to the online presence of an online t-shirt seller? Yeah, I think social media, if you haven't, you know, online t-shirt business, social media is super important. And I think we oftentimes forget that literally that term social media, it's, it, you know, it's meant to be social, like we're meant to talk to people. We're not, it's not meant for us just to put out content and then don't respond or don't talk to anybody and vice versa, right? Like it's meant to be a conversation. So I think in today's world, there is so much content and content is so important that you are putting out content consistently. And I think that relationships are built through social media. So you're going to create some of your best customers that will buy from you over and over and over through social media. And that usually happens in the comments and in the direct messages. And so, you know, I think it's super important in, in today's world that you're putting out content consistently on social media and that you're interacting and building relationships with your community. And then what about paid advertising? So how much should a new t-shirt business be budgeting for that advertising and, and where should they be spending that money for the best return? Yeah, I think from an advertising perspective, and I, I love organic in today's world, and I, I, I think that that's working best for a brand new seller. But specifically talking about paid advertising, you know, I say having at least $300 a month to test with. Testing is the most important thing when it comes to advertising because you can find what works. $300 is a minimum budget will give you $10 a day to test with. And so I think that can be enough to really gather a lot of data and find out like what audiences and what ads and images copy works best. And I still think today, I still think Facebook and Instagram ads are the best place to put that money. And if you only had $300, I would put them all into Facebook and Instagram ads. I think you get the best return of any paid platform. But I think there are new opportunities like TikTok, obviously, along with influencer marketing that have really become incredible opportunities today that maybe weren't there four, five, six years ago. How about email? Do you, do you maintain an email list? I guess is the first question. Yes, absolutely. I love email. It's one of my favorite things. And so how did you how did you build your email list and then how do you use it to boost sales? 
the easiest way to build an email list, it's so simple and it's just so basic, but just the, the old pop-up method, just having a pop-up on your website. I think where people go wrong with the pop-up is there's no urgency there. There's no reason to do it right now. You need to give them a coupon or a discount or some kind of incentive to join right now. And what I mean by that is I will get the discount if I right now if I join. And that's been the biggest thing is the wording and the copy there on the on the pop-up to get people to opt in. And that's the main way. I mean, we've done other things like giveaways, different things like that, but that's the main way that I've grown my email list over the years is giving something of value in return for the email address. And so I love email. I think it's one of the best places to to market. I think it's one of the best marketing channels, one of the most profitable marketing channels. And so that's how kind of how I've built my email list over the years. And for a, I guess, kind of a weekly schedule, what I recommend is that I recommend you do at least two emails per week to your list that you're actually writing each week or scheduling out for the future. And one is content-based and one is sales-based. That way you're giving some value. And then on the second email, you're asking for a sale and you're kind of alternating back and forth. And that just gives you kind of a basic structure you can follow each week. One is content-based, one is sales-based. And what kind of lead tracking do you do as a t-shirt seller? And what are those telling you about your business and how do you use that information to grow revenue? The biggest things I focus on from just like tracking are average order value, you know, which we, we talked about a little bit, the, the amount that a customer is spending for each order on average. I like to get that as a t-shirt seller. I like to get that somewhere in the 40 to $50 range or higher. So each order, you know, they're spending at least 40 or $50. We don't want to be selling one t-shirt at a time. We want to sell multiple products at a time. Second, cost to acquire a new customer. How much am I spending on advertising or influencer marketing or whatever the case may be? Maybe you have a model where you're doing a ton of giveaways and you have to spend money on those giveaways to get customers. A lot of businesses have been doing that in the last few years. How much are you having to spend on average to get a new customer? Because that's going to tell you in relation to your, your average order value, what is your profit margins? And then conversion rate is the is the last one. I love looking at conversion rate. And that simply means like what percentage of people people that hit your website are making a sale. If you get 100 people to click to your website, how many of those actually make a purchase, right? Looking at conversion rate tells you where the problems are on your store and how you can optimize your store and get more sales without getting more traffic, right? You optimize your conversion rate, you're going to get more sales without having to drive more clicks and more traffic. That's a great segue into my next question, which is trying to understand if someone is struggling to make those sales, what are those steps to identify and fix the problem? Like maybe they're looking at their conversion rate being low, like where should they start in in correcting that? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I wish I had my iPad right here on a, on a screen so I could kind of make it a little simpler for everybody because I always have like this kind of a red light, green light system. Three, There's really three steps to look at in really optimizing your funnel, I guess you could say, from how people get to finding out, finding out about your business for the first time to actually making a purchase. The first thing you have is you have your traffic source, right? That could be an ad, that could be a social media post, it could be an influencer campaign. You have a traffic source and you need to figure out how many clicks you're getting and how much you're paying for those clicks because that's the idea of a of an ad, ad is that it generates clicks, right? The second thing is your product page. That's the second little element. And your product page needs to get add to carts. So you can analyze that product page. You can look at the amount of add to carts you're getting and out of the amount of clicks, right? And you can determine is your product page good or needs to be improved. And the last thing to look at is your checkout on a you know, Shopify store, an e-commerce store, your checkout, uh, a lot of times, there's not a lot that can go wrong with the checkout, but like the biggest thing is shipping. Shipping causes a lot of abandoned checkouts, causes a lot of people to leave. And so you need to look at that abandoned cart rate. And usually that will tell you maybe your shipping is uh, too high or your checkout's broken. And you need to test that. 
But if you really think about it in most basic terms, there are only these three things that can go wrong. Either you're not getting enough traffic, your product page is not converting people to add to carts, or your checkout is broken or your shipping's too high. It's really only those things that can really go wrong. And when you start looking at those, that's how you can really identify where the problem is. And I will tell you as just a tip, most people are not generating enough traffic. Most of the time, Shopify stores are set up to convert you know, relatively decently. I think the average Shopify store is between like 1.5 and 2%. If you get 100 clicks, you might get two sales uh, just on average. And you can do much better than that. But oftentimes what I see is when people are frustrated, they're like, I'm not getting any sales. I'm like, well, how many clicks are you getting, you know, each month or each week to your website? And they're like, well, 20. I'm like, well, 20 is not enough to even really measure your conversion rate, right? You need to be driving I would say at least probably a hundred clicks every two to three days, you know, at minimum to really even be measuring it, right? Or you need to have a longer period of time where you can measure it, but you need to be measuring in the hundreds or you know thousands of clicks to figure out what your conversion rate actually is. And what are the the systems or software that you're using to to track and manage these analytics and other aspects of the business? And and why are those useful for a t-shirt seller? Yeah, I mean, I mainly just use use Shopify is the biggest thing. There's so many analytics inside Shopify. I think when you really get to like a really big business, obviously you're gonna have to put in some some different softwares there. But mostly I'm looking at Shopify. You know, as far as email analytics, I'm looking in Klaviyo. You know, as far as profit and loss and those kind of things, like my bookkeepers tracking those things for me, and we use you need a budget. I pay sales tax through a, a program called Tax Jar, which kind of automates it all for me. So those are some of the softwares I use kind of at my level, but it really depends on the level you're at, how you want to track that st- all of your different things. And when I just started, you know, I would track everything really just in a Google sheet, right? I'm tracking it mainly like on a weekly basis. I'm looking at, okay, how many sales did I have this week? How much traffic did I drive? I'm checking in the Facebook ads manager. I'm looking at other campaigns that I'm doing and and trying to figure out how many clicks those are generating and just kind of running that through a Google sheet and looking at it. A lot of times we think that we need like these complex data calculation things, but if we really just start looking at the data, even if we don't fully understand it, just looking at it will bring a lot of understanding because we just look at the number of clicks and we go, well, that's actually not as many clicks as I thought, or, oh, that's actually not, you know, whatever the case may be, that's not what I thought. And so just looking at the data brings a lot of clarity, even if you're doing that on a very basic level, like just looking at your Shopify analytics or you know, doing it in a Google spreadsheet. Is this something that someone could start as a side hustle? Like how many hours a week should a new seller expect to be working on the business? Yeah, absolutely. That's another reason I love it is because, you know, you can start this in your spare time. You can do this on the weekends. You can do this in the mornings before you head to, you know, your day job. You can do this in the evenings when your kids go to bed. I think if you have, you know, eight to 10 hours per week, you can do great with this and you can start bringing in 500, 1,000 a month, a couple thousand a month. So many things can be automated, especially as we've mentioned so many times, when you use print on demand, your entire fulfillment is automated and fulfillment is the most time consuming thing that you could possibly do. I have been a victim of printing and packaging and shipping my own t-shirts and I can tell you that eats all of your time. So that time is valuable that you can put into marketing and things that are more important that actually bring revenue and profits. So you know, eight to 10 hours a week using something like print on demand, you can schedule out your emails as far as you want. You can schedule out a lot of social media posts and different things like that. So there's very minimal things that have to be done on a daily basis. You know, the biggest thing is like customer service might have to spend five, 10 minutes a day doing your customer service emails. But outside of that, so many things can be automated or can be scheduled out in just a small you know, two hour block or whatever, however much time you have. 
Why do online t-shirt stores fail and what can a new seller do from the start to avoid that problem? Yeah, a couple things that I see a lot, you know, I think a lot of people go into a really broad niche and it's not clearly defined and as we kind of mentioned earlier, it all starts with your your niche and your customer, right? What do you want to sell and who do you want to sell it to? If you can get really clearly defined on that, it will fuel the rest of your efforts, right? Everything will flow from that. And then when it comes to marketing, you're super clear on who it is you want, you need to sell to and what you're selling. And that makes it easier when you go out to these platforms like Facebook ads, because you can target your exact customer as opposed to just being broad and you can speak their language and be on their level because you know exactly who they are. So going into a broad niche that's not clearly defined is one, trying to sell everything to everyone, right? Like trying to have all the products as opposed to just a few really good products is one that I see. And then another one is just no con- like consistency with your marketing and your content. Consistency is so big because I see so many people, they get on Instagram or they get on TikTok and they're trying to put out content, but it's so sporadic and non-consistent that they can't start generating the real results. And what I found is when you do something consistently, even over a relatively short period of time, like 30 days, if you do it every day, for 30 days, you'll find that you can get some pretty incredible results even in a short period of time, but it's because you're doing it consistently instead of like sporadically, oh, one post when I feel like it, you know, that's probably not going to yield great results. And then people end up giving up too soon as we talked about earlier. So that's, that's a few things I would mention. What's changed in the t-shirt industry since you got started and how does that affect sellers today? So many things we could talk about here. I mean, it's, it's you know, I've been, again, I've been in the t-shirt world for, I don't know, five and a half years or so since I really started my first store and been learning about this. And there's been new printing technology that started to, to come out. Social media has changed and the internet and all the different things around that have changed so much. And then we talk about things like iOS changes when it comes to like an advertising perspective over the last year and a half, two years, you know, the new iOS changes have affected tracking and Facebook ads and those different things. So, so many things have changed. And that's why I think it's so important that you know what's working today and that you have a clear strategy that you can follow to actually build a profitable online apparel business because things are always changing in the online world. Everything is constantly changing. And sometimes it feels like it's on a daily basis. If you could go back and start as a seller again, is there anything you would do differently and how would that have impacted your business growth? You know, what I've experienced actually a couple times in in starting new businesses is I have experienced like fast growth, I guess by some people's standards. And these have been relatively, you know, small businesses, like they're not bajillion dollar businesses and I've had a lot of success, but I've experienced kind of like fast growth. And looking back on it, what's so funny is I wish I wouldn't have had fast growth. I know that's so weird, but I wish I would have had a foundation to build a really long-term sustainable business as opposed to just like fast virality or whatever you want to call it. Because oftentimes what comes with that is a big crash, right? When you have a product that just like has a lot of success or you have even content that you put out that has a bunch of views, it's just going to crash and burn. And then you're left with like, how do I duplicate that? How do I do that again? And that's way harder because usually the first time you have that success, you don't mean to, right? You're just like doing the thing. And then it's like, whoa, this is kind of taken off. But then the second time you're like, okay, now I have to do it again. And that's really, really difficult. And what I had to do for me, I weren't able to get into you know much of this, but I had some success earlier and everything kind of came crashing down. And I kind of had to like rebuild from scratch and build an actual t-shirt brand and online store that was going to last for years as opposed to just something that was a fad. And so that's what I would you know change is I wish that I wouldn't have had fad success and kind of just built a foundation from the beginning and had slow growth. What's the number one piece of advice that you'd give to someone who's thinking about selling t-shirts online? 
I think it's kind of, it's related to what I would just tell you. Don't, don't get into it because you want to create the next like hot t-shirt, trendy, funny thing. That's what a lot of people get into this, like going after is like, I'm going to create all these trendy designs and they're going to, you know, one's going to pop off or whatever. Like let's build brands that people love and let's build, you know, niche focused brands that really build relationship with people and connect with people. And let's do something we love and that we're passionate about. Like don't pick a niche that you think there's just money there. Pick something that when you wake up in the morning, you're going to be excited to work on it. And that's why I encourage people to go into a niche that they love because it'll get them out of bed in the morning. And yeah, I mean, that would be, that'd be my biggest advice. Now, beyond that, if there's one thing that you hope people take from this interview, what would it be? I think you got to take action right now. The best time to plant a tree was however many years ago, right? Like the second best time is today. And I, I really believe that like the time is now. So it doesn't matter whether you want to sell t-shirts or do you know something else. If you want to do e-commerce, if you want to do an online course, if you want to do any kind of business, affiliate marketing or whatever you can think of, you want to build a YouTube channel, whatever the case may be, like start today and launch without it being perfect. I believe that perfection is the enemy of completion. And we get stuck in procrastination and we never get to the action. And the action is the thing that produces results. So I want people to just take to go do something right now. If that's t-shirts, man, it's going to be amazing. But go do something right now. Take action right now. What's your favorite business book and why? I have to go and I'm going to dodge the, I'm going to dodge the question a little bit, but I have to go to the Russell Brunson uh, suite of books.com secrets, expert secrets and traffic secrets. These all, these three books just changed the game for me. I was already like doing t-shirts when I read the first one.com secrets, but it was just like everything kind of changed. There were so many things. I think we think of like Russell as like the funnel guy and click funnels and all these different things. But these books are like, you know, they're to me, they're like the Bible of online marketing and you can apply them to e-commerce. You can apply them to any type of business. And they literally changed the game for me. And it was like one of those things where you would read like a paragraph and then you have to sit there and just be like, oh my gosh, that just changed the way that I'm going to do everything. So those were the, the biggest for me. Carrie, where can people learn more about you and shirt school? Yeah, two places. Go over to my website, joincarry.com, K-E-R-R-Y, joincarry.com. You can check out all of our programs and different things there. And I'd love for people to go and check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash Egler. And uh, we've been growing a lot. We're getting close to 20,000 subscribers, which is a ton of fun. And we put out content each week. So check out the YouTube and also our website. That is going to do it for this episode of the Upflip podcast. Again, don't forget to check out the Upflip YouTube channel as well for more interviews with successful business owners. Check out old episodes of this podcast or head over to the Upflip Hub for practical advice on how to start and grow your own business. Carrie Egler of Shirt School, thanks again so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on, Alex. I appreciate it. 